Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Good afternoon. You're listening to Gambling with an Edge. Now here are your hosts, Bob Dancer and Richard Munchkin. Good afternoon. Welcome to Gambling with an Edge. I'm Bob Dancer. And I'm Richard Munchkin. Our guest today is a sports better, an analyst named Scott. Scott, welcome to Gambling with an Edge. Thanks for having me. How long have you been into sports betting and how'd you get started? Well, the way I got into sports betting, um, well, I've was a recreational gambler long before I took this very seriously. But the way I really got into sports betting was through the horses. I got involved in the horses by um, some things were told to me about horses by a guy named Robert. I'm going to try and just use first names so I don't give anybody away. But he was telling me about horses being the gateway into gambling by being able to bet on horses to kind of win the comps and not so much to win the, um, to actually win the actual bets because of the givebacks that the casinos uh, give you here in Vegas. So how, how did that work? How, what was the comp game in the horse uh, in horses? Okay. Here's, here was the comp game. And unfortunately um, for all your listeners, this doesn't work anymore. And I'll tell you why. The comp game was really, really simple. You would find a situation where a horse was a huge favorite. In a track that paid 210, you would want to find a horse that's about 92% of the show pool. You would then bet that horse on the show pool. And then I was able to figure out exactly how much to bet on the other horses in the race so that my net. Um, outcome of the race would actually be zero. So people would say, well, why are you willing to do it for zero? It's because the casino that I was betting at at the time was giving 3% comps. And if you used them for food, that became 6%. And you know me, Richard, I like to eat. 6% is good money for me, you know? So that's the way I got started in it. And that's also... This is a, a an interesting story to admit. The reason I got on Twitter wasn't to talk to people. The reason I got on Twitter was so that my computer program could talk to me. I had the API for Twitter, so my program, when it found one of these, would go ahead and tweet it out. It would tweet it out, and then I had another account for it. It would tweet it out. I would see the message. Then I would go to the counter and bet. So it was a beautiful setup, and I did that for several years until 
uh, the casino politely asked me never to play horses there again. That's when I stopped. <laughs> they was very polite about it. And they said, uh, yeah, just do never play horses here again, but you can play anything else. So it was a good run. Unfortunately, in the world we live in today, there is so much computerized betting that this would never work um, because we have a problem with there's a whole bunch of teams out there that see the same situation that I was talking about. And when they see that situation, they know there's a favorable situation for them to bet and they bet the other side. So the numbers go down because if you have a horse that has 75% of the show pool and you bet that and you do the backup bets for yourself, you can still lose 50% of your bet. And that's no fun at all when you're trying to pick up the comps. So that's kind of my horse story. And the way I got into Twitter was so that uh, my program could communicate with me. And I picked up lots and lots of followers for that very reason, because my horse stuff was all free. And what happened to me on that situation is the support and the questions I would get about what I was doing, because it was very profitable for everybody, especially like a West Virginia track. West Virginia and Iowa, when I was doing it, both would pay $2.20 for the show pool. Therefore, you could drop down to like 90% like of the show pool and it was still profitable. So there was a lot of people doing it at the time. And the support just became overwhelming. It didn't allow me to be able to bet. So what I decided to do was I'm going to start charging for this information. And the reason was, was just to cut down on the number of people that I was trying to support. And because everybody was telling me this information is worth a million dollars a year. And I thought there's no way it's worth that kind of money. So I thought I'm going to come up with a number that will just weed out all the uh, looky-loos, so to speak. And I found a number, uh, and it was a very low number, but it got me something that I never dreamed of. I got two really big horse players in the country uh, to work with that would send me messages, and now I can deal with professionals. So they would send me messages, and one of those professionals I still deal with today, he's one of the best horse guys in the country, and his name is Joseph. And uh, I met him because I wrote that program and gave it away and then suddenly started charging for it. I didn't start charging for like a year and a half or two years, but um, picking up Joseph was a great win for me. Would you call yourself a better better or a better programmer? Um, I, I really like to program. I'm probably better at programming than betting. Because I like to do a lot of, um, of the programming to allow me to have an advantage in like sports and that. Because you can find other advantages in sports by looking at different lines and things. And there was a point in time where I did not use an odd screen because the odd screen was too slow for me. And I found a way to get the information from a website and scrape it myself. And it was a whole lot of work to do. Running an odd screen like I was doing privately is a whole lot of work that most people don't even realize because things keep changing and you have to keep updating your scrapers. And it was kind of a mess. 
but um, it's uh, having an odd screen like that for sports is just the only way to go. And now there's a lot of them available in the market. And of course, um, I'll mention this right here. I currently uh, work for Spanky on Spank Odds. I take care of all the support. I take all the uh, questions on Twitter and the email. So it's a lot an easier job for me than it ever was when I was doing it on my own. So your background is in programming and you were working as a programmer. Did, how, what was that transition from working for a living to gambling? <laughs> I mean, was that a, a, a difficult decision and how did that come about? Well, that's a really easy question, and I, I think I work much harder today than I ever did when I worked for somebody else, because my typical day is um, pretty much when I wake up to when I go to bed. So it's a lot more hours, but here's how my transition went. We, um, we had an economic downturn in the, um, in the country, and they were laying people off, and I survived all the layoffs because I was really good at my job. But I told my wife, I said, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to have some fun. Here's what we're going to do. We put a three-year plan together where we paid off the house, the car, the everything. So our living expenses plummeted. And I said, as soon as we pull that off, I want to do something fun. I want to work for a sports book. I want to understand how they get the number. Why are the Steelers minus 14 this week? How do they come up with that? And what I, so she agreed to it. We went through three years of paying off um, the mortgage when I, we were paying off the mortgage when the, the price of the house was falling faster than we could even pay off principal. It was in that downturn. But then I started working for a, a sports book here in Vegas and there are three kinds of sports books. And I don't know if really everybody understands this, but um, there are three very different types. There's your recreational book. There's your originator book. And then there's your model group. The model. So worked, could you, yeah. Could you explain that? What I certainly can. Uh, recreational book does not welcome sharps. They copy the market on their lines where a model group has a model that drives the whole business. They have a model in the background and it's feeding the lines in and then the traders make adjustments based on action. And then the third one, which is the funnest group, is the originators. These are the guys who are nobody's got the Steelers up yet and they throw the Steelers up at minus 14 and say, come get us. And we don't throw anybody out. So just Come at us. If everybody's betting the Steelers minus 14, we'll go 14 and a half. Those are the fun ones. And let me tell you, there's some inside differences about the three. I've worked for uh, a recreational book. I've worked for a modeling group. And I've taken a tour of one of the originators, one of the best originators, I think, in the country. Uh, Matt gave me a tour. And here's, here's the major difference you'll find in those three books. The, the room that the traders set in is louder if it's a recreational book by a magnitude of about two or three times louder of screaming, of talking, of celebrating every touchdown than a uh, model group. A model group is a lot quieter. You would think of it like normal speech, you and I just talking. 
because the traders are kind of trading information, but it's a much more quiet situation. When you walk into an originator book, it's like being in a church. There's actually (laughs) no sound. Nobody's talking because the originators, those guys are serious. They're having to think. They don't have time to celebrate because um, Pittsburgh just scored a touchdown. That's the biggest difference you guys need to really understand about those, those different kind of books because it's a whole different world when you walk into each one of them. And like I said, I've worked in two of them, and I had a very nice tour of the third one. So um, that that's so, the best take of – go ahead. Yeah, I, I've always said that for me, uh, working in the casino was a tremendous advantage being a player on the other side of the table. So what about for you? Was there a lot you learned working in those books that help you now as a better? Actually, there is. If you're going to deal with a, let's call them a spinning wheel company, uh, one of those companies where you enter a number and you don't know what they're going to accept or if they're going to accept, the one thing you need to know about a spinning wheel company is it depends on how much you're betting what trader that goes to. So you need to figure out where those lines are. And generally, they're about 500 Anything below 500 is going to go to a lower level trader. Anything going above 500, just to say like 1,000, is going to go to like an intermediate trader. And then if you're going to bet more than 1,000, you're going to go to the top, whatever their top senior traders are. So you got to try to figure out who's willing to work with you, who's willing to take your bets. So if you're betting at a recreational book that has a spinning wheel and you're getting a lot of your bets rejected at the $1,000 level. You know that senior trader don't like what you're doing. You Maybe you want to step down to 500 Maybe that guy's cool with you, and you can bet at that level. So that's the really the thing I learned. Um, that's probably the best thing I learned about working at a recreational book. Huh. So, so if, if you uh, – could you bet like – Say you bet four fifty and it gets accepted. Could you then jump to eight hundred and see if it gets accepted there to get and? I wouldn't do the bets close together. I would least wait probably at least an hour, at least an hour between them, because they're going to see those. Let's assume both bets get accepted. If both bets get accepted and they decide to look at your record, they're going to see you're trying to shop traders. And they're not going to think that's funny at all. They're going to they're wow. see right through that. And they're not going to like it. Here's another thing I learned working for um, a recreational book. And this is the in-play story. And this is the thing that people, I think, get confused a lot that I see on Twitter. And here's how in-play works. And it's really simple. When you see on your television that Pittsburgh is driving right now, you have a television delay. Well, not only do you have that television delay working against you, but the sports book has information coming in straight the feed from the, the actual venue. So they're getting it even before the feed. So let's say Pittsburgh is driving right now and they're just about uh, uh, just about to score and you see that on TV. And so you type into your spinning wheel in play account 
there is almost no chance that's going to get accepted unless the play you're making is against you. And they people on Twitter blame the trader for that. The trading is it's not always the trader because the computer that you're trying to bet through is ahead of the trader because the trader is seeing what you're seeing. He is ahead of you, sees that the play that is working right now is going to cause um, the value on the line you're trying to bet. And the, the computer outright objects, uh, rejects the bet on its own. Then if it makes it through that level, let's say it's a neutral play and the trader doesn't like it. Now the trader can reject it. So what I'm trying to tell you here is if you're going to play in play, you can never, never play with a spinning wheel company. The spinning wheel people are going to beat you in every possible way and they're free rolling you. The only way to play in play is if you play it at timeouts. It's where you have the exact same information as the sports book. If you do it any other time, you're just begging to get beat because they'll beat you. That's just the way it is. Okay, so you um, – go ahead, Bob. Looked like you were going to say something. You mentioned spank odds. Um, I had not heard of spank odds until very recently. What is it? And um, – how long has it been going? How much does it cost? Presumably it has something to do with Spanky, who is a friend of the show. Yeah, I don't know why he calls it Spank Odds and that's instead of Spanky Odds, but um, that was his choice. Spank Odds, from what he tells me, he's been running it from for years and years and years. I've been, I've been a uh, beta tester for a couple of years, and I started working the support angle for him because um, he wanted somebody with a strong computer background because sometimes I get some pretty wild questions that are not really spank odds problems. They're really computer problems. So he needed somebody to do that. And I've been friends with um, Spanky for a long time. So it all kind of worked out. Spank odds, what it really is, is an odds uh, aggregator. And what it does is it presents all of the odds for all of the sports books that you want to show. So it has the odds for like a Caesars, a FanDuel, uh, MGM, and whatever books you want to show, it brings them up there in real time. And one of the things that everybody says on Twitter is that closing line value is the most important thing. And I think they're right. And Spanky says that all the time if you listen to him. But you've got to start with the best number if you're going to get closing line value. So, for example, if um, MGM is offering a minus 300 and everybody else in the world is offering a minus 290, you got you to stay away from the MGM. you got to bet the minus 290. So the only way you're going to be able to get closing line value, in my opinion, is by using something like Spank Odds. And knowing the right place to bet at the right time based on the odds. Currently, Spank Odds is free. Spanky says um, it's going to be free to the Super Bowl, but I don't. I don't know. I have any other insight on that. Um, I don't know if he's going to um, uh, carry it on forever for free. Who knows? I just don't know. He's never told me a price. Um, I just do the support side of it. So, Scott, how did you end up meeting Spanky? 
oh, this is, this is a great story for all of your listeners. And there is two legends that I have pulled this trick off. I am a huge Gambling with an Edge fan. And I have been listening back when you were on the radio. I like the podcast so much better because I get to listen to the podcast um, ahead of everybody now instead of everybody listening to it at the same time because I'm always searching to see when it gets released. But here's the trick I used to meet Spanky. Spanky was just getting started on Twitter, and there was another legend. His name was Munchkin, was one of your guests um, early on. And he wasn't even on Twitter at the time. But the stories are exactly the same. As soon as Munchkin got on Twitter, I used the same trick on him that I used on Spanky. I, I listened to the podcast as soon as you release it so that I can be one of the first ones in the market to know what's going on on Gambling with an Edge. I listened to it. I said, Spanky's my kind of guy. I want to meet this guy. I'm the first one to hear the show. I sent him a Twitter message and he's got very few followers because nobody's, he's not uh, big on social media yet. So he's willing to answer my message. And he sends me a message back. He said, yeah, I'm in Vegas. Let's meet. So I met Spanky. Um, I won't tell you the name of the show because I don't want to embarrass him, but I said, Hey, what do you want to do? He says, you know, there's a show in town that I really want to go to. I said, Hey, I can get free tickets to that. I can get free tickets to almost anything. He said, really? Can you get me tickets? I said, yeah, we'll get them tonight. So I met Spanky for, for supper at that location. We went to the show. I wish I would have got his permission to say the name of the show. You'll be, you guys would be blown away by it. We went to the show that night and um, Spanky said one really interesting thing to me in that conversation. That I'll never forget. This guy is huge in the market, right? And I'm just a nobody. And he says to me, he says, is there anything in the world I can do to help you? And I said, yep, there's one thing on wow. my list. And he says, what's that? I said, I want you to be my friend. And he says, you got it. And I, we've been friends ever since. And then when he started letting beta testers go into spank odds, he gave me a call and he says, hey, you want to be one of my beta testers? I said, absolutely, I'll be a beta tester. So then I gave him so many bug reports. He says, Hey, you want to run support? I said, yeah, I'll run support. So <laughs> listening to Gambling with Edge got me um, got me a great friend, a legend in this industry. And uh, I could not be more happy about um, listening to this show. And it was a very similar story with Munchkin. Because the first time you were on, you weren't on Twitter. But the time you announced that you were on Twitter, I was one of the first ones to get to listen to that show. I sent you a message, and like a fool, you responded too. And we've been friends ever since too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, uh, it was clear when you messaged me, and um, I, I, I are, are we able to say the name of your Twitter handle? Oh, absolutely, Vegas Horse Pools, no problem. Yeah. Okay. So he he messaged me from Vegas Horse Pools, and when I looked at your Twitter feed. It was clear, like that, <laughs> that 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 you were not an idiot. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, somebody messages you. You're right. I had almost no followers. Here's somebody messaging me who's 
you know, clearly a sharp guy and putting out numbers uh, for horses. I, I thought your sort of horse uh, angle was unique. Uh, you know, it intrigued me. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it was a, a great, uh, you know, I, now my, I don't want my Twitter to start blowing up now, but, but uh, you know, uh, I, I thought it was, a, I thought it was, you know, I think you, you real, you understand the, the importance of networking, right? I mean. Oh, a hundred percent. But no, the trick would not work on you today. And here's why you have a million followers. Everybody knows you on there. You probably get a thousand messages a day. It'll never work. You have to get somebody that's great when they first jump on the social media. And it, I think that's the key to it. And luckily you announced your Twitter handle on a show with a, on gambling with an edge. But again, I'm always constantly looking for the downloads on uh, my podcast feeder. And I try to be the first one to get there and be, if I'm first in line, I got a chance, but I did try to meet you the hard way. I talked to, I, um, I went to several of uh, Bob dancers video poker classes and I went to one of the classes and I went up to him and I said, Hey, any chance we can, uh, is Munchkin's going to be here? And he said, Nope, he's not going to show <laughs> his face. I said, okay, well, this didn't work. So, uh, <laughs> let me try and play it too. And then a couple of shows, uh, later you, uh, gave out your Twitter hand, Twitter handle and, um, and then you were able to answer me and it was just perfect. But there is another, um, if you want to build your network, there, here's a crazy story that, that I, I found a hard time even believing it. And a, and a buddy of ours named Fats is the one who told me this story. He says if he finds a good number, so let's say Pittsburgh is a minus 14 at one joint. Everybody else has got it in the minus 14 and a half. Even if he only wants $2,000 of the bet and the book will take $5,000, he'll go ahead and buy the $5,000 and then call up his friends and say, hey, you want some Pittsburgh minus four? And when he told me that story, I thought, boy, I'm not, I'm no way going to do this. This is just way too much work. And I don't want to be selling bets or betting with people. That's just not my thing. And so I took it as just a, an interesting story from him, but I had a, a buddy of mine, a, 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 let's say he's just a friend of mine who is now a very close friend, do that same thing to me, call me up and say, Hey, I got a number that nobody has. Cause I bought too much of it. And I thought, God, Fats was right. People actually do that. Now, of course, I turned him down, but I'll tell you now is when I have something going on that I can share with him, I share it with him. I just don't want to bet with other people. I only want to bet with myself. I want to have every dollar that I bet make me money or lose me money. I don't, I don't want to, to bet with other people. But I think that's a great networking story that maybe some of the listeners could use and use some of those that wisdom from Fats. Yeah, it's 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 interesting, and you know, a, a thing that I uh, picked up that I have uh, tried to do when finding guests for Gambling with an Edge, um, I listen to a podcast sometimes uh, from a guy named Tim Ferriss, and you know, he's got 
the the biggest of the big people in the world on his podcast. Um, but uh, he said, when you're trying to find people, let's say you're trying to get like the best swimmer in the world. Well, you know, you probably can't get to Michael Phelps, but you probably can pretty easily get to whoever won the silver medal. So, you know, if you go to the number two guy, he's not getting all the attention that the number one guy is getting. So that I would agree with that. And one podcast I think you really should put on your list to be uh, listening to for just exactly those kind of people is there's a new podcast out there called 90 Degrees. And that's exactly what Kevin's doing. He's bringing on new people and introducing them to the world. There's some great people that he's already had. So you might want to think about that one. Yeah, actually, he just asked me to do that podcast next week. So, <laughs> Oh, you're going to be on it. Well, that's great. I'm, I'm glad you got that worked yeah. out. But yeah, let me, so he let isn't me tell getting you a little, all bit, good people. little bit about... <laughs> well, I was on it too, so you're right. There's, there's a bad one there too. Um, but let me tell you a, a, an actual networking story that I think will show you why networking is so important. Uh, when I started betting sports really heavy, they would give you gifts like um, a free entry into a blackjack tournament or free slot play or something like that. Well, the first time I got a blackjack entry into a tournament, I, am, I don't play blackjack. I don't want to know how to play blackjack. It's just not my thing. So um, I was really good friends with the host at the location. And I, and I called him up and, and we're talking and I said, you know, I don't really want to play in this, but I don't want to lose the expected value either. And I said, am I allowed to substitute a player? Let's say I don't want to play. Can I bring in a friend? He said, yeah, you can bring in a friend. We'll let him play for you. I said, oh, no problem. So I went through my list of networking thing. And the first guy that comes to my mind here is a guy in the blackjack hall of fame because if i'm <laughs> going to get somebody to substitute for me in a tournament of blackjack i want a blackjack hall of fame member so that's when i uh, that's when i called you and said hey uh they'll let me substitute players and you said nope i can't do it i can't do it <laughs> i said okay yeah. fine but that's when you told me you said if you want to play the blackjack tournament here's how to do it and you gave me the name of the book to read that you'll probably remember the name. It doesn't come to me off the top of my head. So yeah, I Stanford read Wong's book. Uh, yeah, it was a strategies. Yeah. beautiful book. I read the book. I played in the tournament and I cashed because I remember the first thing I did after I cashed, I sent you a message. I said, thank you very much. I mean, that's $700 <laughs> I wouldn't have got if I didn't have the strong network I have. But that story gets even bigger. I've read the book now, and I've pretty much condensed it down to what's really important. There's about 15 pages or so of all you really needed to, to read to pull off a win in this. So I'm um, affiliated with several different players at this casino. We're not a team, but we're just real friends, you know? And they're all getting these same invites. And I said, guys, let's get together, and I'm going to teach blackjack tournament strategy and how to win this several of these guys said sure we all got together we i taught the class one guy said he couldn't make it okay no problem 
So I taught exactly what they did in the book to about five different people. And like I said, one couldn't make it. We get into the blackjack tournament and everybody who made it to my class cashed. Again, nice. If you, <laughs> nobody would have cashed if it hadn't have been for a blackjack hall of fame member telling me the right book to read. The network that you build in this, in this crazy world is more important than anything else you're going to do. So this is what I, and I know you disagree with me on this one, Munchkin, but I'm going to say it again. If I wanted to make twice as much money next year as I do this year, all I need twice as many friends. I believe it's a linear uh, relationship between the two because every time I pick up more friends, the curve just keeps going straight up. So that's what I'm always looking for is networking opportunities. And I have some great guys in my, um, in my network. Well, here's another uh, networking story that you might enjoy. One of my buddies contacted me and he just started betting at a new book. I said, okay. And so then I go back to my thinking here. And this is something that Bob Dancer always talks about is reading the rules. And I'm not really great at that, but I try to implement that because I read all his columns. I listen to you guys every week. I want to be, I want to be a good guy. You know, I want to maximize my EV. So I go through the house rules of this new book that I have, that I can't even bet at. And I find a problem I have found. And this one, I can't be very specific about because we haven't um, exploited this one yet. We're still waiting in the weeds for this one, but they have a sport where they have a, in my opinion, I don't want to say a mistake, but they have an interesting interpretation of the rules that no other sports book in the country is doing. And I thought, okay, I'm not prepared to handle this on my own. Who can I get? So I look to my, my uh, networking, and I have one of the best guys in the country that handicaps this sport, but he's no use to me because I need a rules guy. So I call the best guy in my networking, network and I say I've got a rules issue I think we can exploit this for a lot of money who would you recommend I talk to he says I've got a legend who plays in that field he gave me his telephone number I talked to him and he just happened to be flying to Vegas in two weeks and he said hey let's meet for lunch we meet for lunch I explained the rule to him and I show it to him and I believe that there's a sports book out there with a sport with a very interesting take on a rule that we're kind of laying in the weeds waiting to exploit. And I would never have gotten to this legend if it wouldn't have been for somebody in my network that knows him. So I'm just telling your listeners, spend the time on networking. It is, it is the number one thing you can do today. You can spend an hour analyzing a game your time would be better spending a half an hour and using the other half on networking. Yep, so preaching if, to the choir. If somebody wanted to be part of your network, they should send you a Twitter. You can, yeah, my, my, <laughs> hey, my, <laughs> my tweets Twitter. are open. Yes. Yeah. My tweets are open. Send me a message. Now I get a lot of tweets or a lot of direct messages. So I can't promise I'll respond to you. But um, there's a chance. 
And if you are a, um, let's say you're a UFC better, right? And you send me a message. I'll probably just contact one of my guys in my group that is big in the UFC and let him talk to you. And if he says you're good, yeah, maybe we can bring you in. All right. We are going to take a brief commercial break. And after we come back, we have more questions for Scott. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The South Point has more than 10,000 games returning more than. 99%. This is more such games than anyone else has. The November promotion is half price Walmart gift cards. Earn and redeem 8334 points, usually worth $25 in cash or free play, and you receive a $50 Walmart gift card. Limit 10 cards per player per month. Assuming you value Walmart gift cards as being the same as cash, it's effectively double points, meaning 0.6% for your first $83,000 plus coin in for the month on all machines. Thanksgiving Day, November 24th, $50,000 hot seat promotion. Approximately every two minutes between 7 a.m. and midnight, one lucky player will receive $100 in free play. All you have to do is be actively playing on your card, having played at least $1 in the previous minute to be eligible. If you've not already finished earning your 10 Walmart cards by Thanksgiving, it's possible to double dip and be earning the Walmart cards and participating in the hot seat promotion at the same time. If you're serious about card counting, the Blackjack Apprenticeship membership is a great way to learn, train, network, and get the resources you need to succeed. <clears throat> We've had quite a few guests on Gambling with an Edge who exclusively trained and got their start through Blackjack Apprenticeship. Check out their website at blackjackapprenticeship.com. Uh, they have member forums, training software, and guides to help you learn. So that's blackjackapprenticeship.com, and you will find a link in the show notes. Videopoker.com is the best place to play lots of games. If you sign up for the gold membership, $8.95 a month or $79.95 a year, this allows you to get correction on most of the games. The game of the week is Wheel Poker Deluxe. This is a game where you pay an extra five coins per game, meaning triple play costs 20 coins, five play costs 30 coins, 10 play costs 55, and the bonuses come on dealt trips, full houses, and quads. Slightly different for Deuces Wild variations. If you get one of these bonuses, you spin the wheel. When the wheel spins, it lands on a drawing opportunity. Sometimes it's 100 play, 4 to a flush. 
Sometimes it's 10 play for the pair of aces. Sometimes it's triple play for the royal, etc. There's no skill involved in the hold for the bonuses, and the bonus is earned on the draw, meaning that if you know the strategy for the base game, you know the strategy for wheel poker deluxe. It adds a bit of EV. Surprisingly, the triple play version always pays a little bit more EV-wise than the five play version. For example, 9-6 double-double bonus. The base game is 98.98%. The five play version of Wheel Poker Deluxe pays 99.31, and the triple play version pays 99.47%. If you're interested in getting an edge in sports betting, then unabated.com is a great resource for you. Founded by frequent Gambling with an Edge guests, Captain Jack and Rufus Peabody, unabated.com is designed for both new and experienced sports bettors. Their real-time odds screen, tools, and calculators take a lot of the guesswork out of trying to quantify your edge. There's also plenty of free education and instruction to help you along your journey to becoming a sharper sports better. They currently have a seven-day free trial for their premium membership, so try that out and see if unabated.com is right for you. Okay, we're back, and I'm going to jump right in here and cut Bob off. Uh, because I want to ask, so you were you had this neat little thing going with horse race betting to earn you all of these comps and cruises and all that stuff, and suddenly you're dead in the water. You can't bet horses anymore. So clearly you decided to move to sports, but how, I mean, you can't just decide, okay, I'm going to be a winning sports better. I mean, how did you go about finding your edge? Well, actually, um, that wasn't as hard as you think. Um, there was a whole lot of talk on Twitter about sports at the time. So what I did is I started looking around. It took me a f several months to pull this off. But I started looking around where I could grab data. And what I was trying to do was find a place that was posting the, the stuff. Don Best basically was the gold standard at the time of odd screen. I was basically trying to find a way to create my own Don Best and pick off the low hanging fruit. You know, the somebody who hadn't moved their number and everybody else had. And really I was just a line chopper is all I, all I could really do at that time. That was before I had a network like I have today. I have a network today where if I, if you wanted to talk about Canadian football, I can I can appear to you like an expert at it because I've got one of the best Canadian football guys in my network and he gives me his picks. I got another guy who does the modeling, but the way I had to start was just the low hanging fruit playing the mathematical game. If everybody's got a minus uh, 14 and a half and this book has a minus 14, I had to play it. And I still do that a little bit today with, Let's say Bob's book has a uh, plus 14 and a half and uh, Munchkin, you've got a minus 13 and a half. I'll still play those middles today because a middle paying 20 to one is very profitable. If it's around a key number like a three or a seven in the NFL or even a 14 is a good number. But I guess I just tried to use my programming background to come up with another way to survive because um and this is something that uh, a guy named will told me he says the greatest thing to happen to you is for them to take your edge away because then you got to find another one and you know when he said that at first i thought boy i don't like him doing that 
but it's really improved me. If they take away what I'm doing today, because I have several different advantages that I exploit, then I'm going to have to find out and move to the next thing. And, um, and this game is pretty darn hard. So every time they take away one thing, we lose a group of people in the network, in the whole uh, ecosystem of sports betting, because it's just harder than they're willing to do. And that's good for the people who are willing to work hard. So I like that. Huh, that's interesting. And and were you still working the the whole comp aspect, or are you just after the cash now? Um, no, I'm st- when I first started, I was still after the comps. The reason I was after the comps is because th- they used to be just tremendous. I mean, I used to be able to get any show I wanted to go to, um, cabanas, cruises, all the food I wanted to eat at multiple uh, casinos. And yeah, the money didn't mean much to me because our needs for money was so low and uh, the money just wasn't a problem. So yeah, I was, I played the comp game until the comp game got taken away from me too, because they started comping, you know, ever since we've had the pandemic comps in this town are way down, way down. Yeah. If you want to pull, if you want to pull off, if you want to be, um, a show guy and get all the free show tickets, you need to really um, have a different plan. Now you need to have one of the different angles. Like one of the the angles that I like is like the Las, uh, Las Vegas advisor using those coupons to pick up some, some free money that way. There's a um, service here in Las Vegas. You pay them like $50 a year and you get a bunch of shows for free. So most of my comp stuff has kind of moved away from the uh, the traditional where I came from. And now I'm just simply in it to make money now. Yeah, well, if you make enough money, you can afford to pay without having to worry about the comps. Yeah, but it still hurts. It still hurts. Like I'm going on. <laughs> well, because we're going on a cruise here in, in another month. And that cruise used to be paid by a casino. Well, eating the ice cream on a cruise tastes really cool when the casino's paying for it. It's just not quite as sweet when you're footing the bill. But I love the cruise. We're going on it. Um, I I always want to go on the cruise because it's kind of payment to my wife for putting up with um for putting up with me for another year. You note you mentioned you had a horse racing python program. I don't know what that is. Tell us about it. Well, the horse racing, um, there was a, um, a track. Let's just, I don't, I don't want to name the name of the track. There was a track I found on the East coast that would publish their pool information. And I called them up and again, you're not allowed to bet at this, um, in this state from Nevada. I called them up and told them, Hey, I'm, I'm moving to your state. I want to be a member uh, I want to get a, a log on for your system. And the guy says, oh, no problem. And I said, um, and how do, am I going to deposit money into your, uh, into your track? He said, well, you can just mail us a check. That's fine. And I said, okay, well, it takes me a little bit of time to get a, a check in the mail. If I don't get you a check in how long before you'll close my account? He said, oh, I'm guessing four or five years. 
I said, oh, okay. Hung up the phone. I got, there ain't ever going to be a check coming to you, buddy, because I can't bet there anyway. <laughs> but now I have access to their system, and I might be able to suck down their live pool data using a Python script. So what I would do then is the Python script pretty much ran everything for me. It would go to this track, download all the pools, it would massage the numbers, and if it found one of these negative horse pools, it would go ahead and send out a tweet so that I would know, so I didn't have to watch the screen myself, because I didn't want to sit there and watch this pool all day long. And there's, you know, sometimes in the in the daytime, there's 15 tracks running in the middle of summer. And I can't watch 15 tracks at once. So I had the Python script watching every track. And then it would send me a tweet. Well, actually, for the first couple of years, it sent them publicly. And that's why my Twitter feed blew up and I had so many followers. Because I was just giving this information out. Wait, so this track was giving you the feed for all the racetracks or just Absol their tracks? all of them and they i don't think they even realized what was happening i gotta tell wow. you yeah so it, it even gets better than this because i'll bet you their isp bill plummeted when i found a different source four years later because i found a better source for the information that was just a little bit faster and gave me more uh more information that i needed but yeah i bet their isp bill just plummeted because i would hit them basically from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day, every 30 seconds on every track they had. So I was beating the heck out of their server, and they never knew it because I don't think they had anybody there that cares. And that's one thing that you really have to understand about this crazy game is when you go to the sports book, like you go to the kiosk or to the counter, those guys don't care. You, there's no point yelling at those guys at the counter because they had nothing to do with the decision and there's nothing they can do to fix it. So the Python program is basically how I got all started. And then I turned that pro Python program into a sports program after I was politely asked not to play horses anymore. You mentioned that uh, uh, Don Best was the, the gold standard at the time. And uh, so Don Best, I mean, basically spank odds and unabated uh, odd screen, th those are basically what Don Best was, right? Um, but I mean, is how is Don Best still in business, or are they? No, they're still in business. I don't. I don't think they really care too much about the business anymore. They've been sold multiple times. And I, I just don't, it doesn't appear like they're too interested in that market segment anymore. I, probably somebody could go in and buy them if they were willing to or wanted to. And I bet you they'd give you a heck of a number because they don't add new features. Um, they keep taking big books away. For example, Pinnacle and the Chris's, they've all been taken away from Don Best and they no longer come up. Spank Odds has them. We've got them in real time. And I can tell you they're real time because um, I've watched people bet um, big money on um, Chris before and watch the line move the same second they hit enter, which is kind of cool. I've seen those on uh, videos before, which I like. Huh. 
So the Spank Odds was something that Spanky, that was his personal odds screen that he created, right? And then he decided to start giving it away? Yeah. From what he tells me, he's had it for 10 plus years, 15 years, something like that. Yeah, he wrote the whole thing. And, um, and, he's, and he just keeps trying to make it more user-friendly. But, you know, th there's still some growing pains with it because it's not used to having thousands and thousands of users at the same time. It's used to having nine or ten, you know. So there is some issues that they're, that they're having. There's some growing pains. But that's to be expected when you have a programmer that was designed for ten people and now it's got, you know, close to 6,000 people. So have you... Did you go to Bet Bash either the first or the second time? I have been to um, Bet Bash one and two, and I will never, ever miss one. And in order to prove to you that I will never miss one, Bet Bash one, I was in really, really bad shape to go. Uh, my knees are both having a problem, and I actually had to have double knee surgery a couple of months after Bet Bash. I could barely walk. But I was never going to miss that. Bet Bash One was one of the huge events for me at the time. It was one of the best. I got to meet a legend named Dink. I'd never got to talk to him in person before, and my goal is is very simple. When I'm going to go to an event, and uh, I want to go 15 to 30 minutes before you're supposed to be there. Why? Because there's going to be other people that get there early. And you've got their undivided attention because there's only a handful of you because everybody thinks being fashionably late is the answer. And I think it's the absolute opposite. So I got to spank or got to a bet bash one about an hour before it was going to start. And Dink got there about 45 minutes before it was going to start. And just me and him sitting there talking. And he says, okay, tell me what you do. And I explained to him all of my processes. And he says, you want me to tell you what you're doing wrong? I said, yeah, tell me. He says, let's go down the street here and eat some pizza. I said, okay, I'll eat pizza with you. So we go down there, we're eating pizza. And he says, okay, here's the three things you're doing wrong and you got to fix them. And if you're not willing to fix them, you're not serious about this game. And I said, boy, I don't want to do any of those. They're all too hard. He said, well, you got a choice. You want to play or you don't want to play? You'd make, you make your own decision. And I said, okay, let me think about it. And then I met with Dink for lunch several times here in Vegas. And he wanted to ask my progress on, on making the improvements. And I got to tell you, it was a world of difference for me. I'm very thankful for Bet Bash one, just because I got to, um, I got to meet Dink and he got to straighten me out on a few issues because some people have accused me of this in the past. Some of them are on this, um, actually on this podcast right now if i'm so busy picking up pennies i'm not willing to pick up dollars and dink kind of slapped me around and explained you got to pick up some dollars but um the other great thing that happened to me personally at bet bash one is since i couldn't walk very well i got to set by chinese mike that is an absolute dream to be able to talk to him and pick his brain that guy is a very unsung hero in our world, and he won't do an interview. you got to just be friends with him. 
So not yeah, only yeah, did, he's uh, you, so for people who don't know, Chinese Mike is is Spanky's partner, right? And he is he is a legend. He just won't tell you about it. But Spanky says, "Hey, why don't you go uh, to the office tomorrow with Chinese Mike, and he'll give you a tour." Oh, sure, I got time for that. So again, I can't walk very well, but I'm willing to walk for this. I don't care what the pain is. So I get to go to the, to uh, Spanky's office and see that. And I never believed that he would put that out publicly. And that's the only reason I'm willing to say it is because the other day he posted a picture of that office. And then there was another legend that responded with a Lakers cap. You might want to check that one out. But um Spanky's office is incredible, and I try to model my workstation very similar to the way he does it. But there's a number of people that I was able to meet. The the one of the best Canadian football guys in the country, Kevin. That's where I met Kevin, and we've been friends and talk all the time ever since. But then when you go down and you look at Bet Bash too, and Richard, I know you and I hung out a lot there. And you were able to introduce me to some Hall of Fame members, including, um, I guess, a guy I won't mention that I thought was uh, just playing with me. But the Bet Bash is the place to be because I picked up a lot of people in my network. I bet I picked up five or six people in my network just from Bet Bash 2. And I'm expecting Bet Bash 3 from the rumors I'm hearing, it's going to blow Bet Bash 2 away. I would say if you're going to do one thing next year and only one thing, Bet Bash 3 has to be the event you go to. If you have the choice between going to the Super Bowl and going to Bet Bash 3, it shouldn't even be a decision. It's the best time. And you can talk to anybody at Bet Bash 3. Everybody you see on Twitter will be there. They'll be willing to talk. Now, that's a little bit harder it's something like the blackjack ball because all of the blackjack players kind of know each other so it's kind of harder in a situation like that to do much networking you got to just do a lot more listening and the stories that you hear at like a blackjack um ball are completely different because well, they're also, just uh, the blackjack ball is is one evening and people get to see each other a lot of people only once a year on that night whereas bet bash is like three days and all day you know for three days so there's a lot more opportunity um to talk to to meet new people talk to people right because everybody at um like a blackjack ball has these three people that they know and they want to talk to and it's just kind of hard to break into that but i know that you're trying to open up the blackjack ball to more gamblers so maybe maybe it'll become more bet bash like i don't know but like i say bet bash is incredible spanky's told me some of the things that he wants to try and do in bet bash 3 it's a must event I don't know what it's going to cost yet, but whatever it costs, he's not charging enough. Scott, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, at the end of our show, we have a recommended section. Now, Richard said he wasn't real sure he had one. Scott says, I've got two. So uh, Richard is going to pass off the, the privilege of offering a recommended to Scott. So Scott, do the one well, 
wait, 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 wait. I have, I, I'm going to throw this out there. It's, uh, it's not a real recommend. It's kind of, Scott brought up that Spanky posted a picture on Twitter of his, uh, command center where he does what he does. And he posted this picture of his office that looks like a, you know, a NASA launch uh, place, you know, with all these guys and screens. And I had to, I had to spank him and put him in his place. I showed him my command center. What a real, what a real office looks like. So that's my recommended. You can go check my Twitter and, and see, Spanky's Spanky's office and my office. See which one you think is better. All right. So Scott, um, what is you still get to do your two recommendeds? What do you got? Okay, the first one I'd like to do is there's a guy on YouTube that puts out a lot of sports uh, related. Sometimes he puts out fraudsters and puts them on blast and sometimes he puts out people that are really know what they're doing in the industry his name is spencer koalas and um, i'll give you a link to it uh, richard so you can put it in the notes but this guy puts out some great youtube videos about sports betting there's several of them with a guy named david miller out of uh, colorado that i really think your audience should listen to and then he also has some some fraudsters that uh, he puts on blast on there. But I highly recommend his YouTube video. And again, his name is Spencer Qualis. Okay, and we will put a link to that in the show notes. Okay, and then my second recommendation, and I'm only giving this recommendation if uh, Munchkin agrees to go with me. So I'm going to assume he said yes. Um, the second recommendation I have is the, the new steakhouse at Valley's. It's the Jack Binion Steakhouse. I used to always take VIPs to the Gordon Ramsay at Paris because it was the best, I thought, on the Strip. And uh, I took everybody there. I'm no longer taking people to Gordon Ramsay. I'm taking them to Jack Binion's. It's hidden back there in the corner near the escalators going back to the going down to the old sports book. But I, I cannot recommend that place enough. And if you go there... Make sure that you order the macaroni and cheese. You cannot go wrong. It is the best in town. I, I, Munchkin, we got to go there. Me and you. Yeah, that's okay. my two. And my recommendation recommendation uh, does not have room for macaroni and cheese. I've been recommending a lot of authors on longevity and healthy living, and the one I'm going to talk about today is Dr. Joel Furman, F U H R M A N. His book is Eat for Life, which is primarily um, organic, vegetarian. Um, he eating for longevity, disease reversal, sustained weight loss, etc. So Furman and most of the other authors I've been recommending have a lot of overlap. Uh, Furman, though, recommends not even olive oil. All the others say olive oil is his miracle food, and you should definitely consume it some up to a liter a month uh and Furman says none at all so i'm not willing to go that far but dr Furman discusses um the whys and the hows more than many of the other doctors do so it all runs together and uh the more of these you read the healthier you will get 
should this be a goal? So Dr. Joel Furman, Eat for Life. Scott, thank you again for coming on the air. Thank you, Richard. Go out and hit some royal flushes, everybody. Good day. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.